Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not listening to this podcast, be sure to check out one of our others, like this one, The Grave Talks. Every week, I talk with individuals who've been affected quite intimately and personally by the supernatural. We hear their stories one-on-one in our conversations. In fact, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's two new episodes of The Grave Talks. And if you like it, just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Today on The Grave Talks, Horror in the Heartland, a conversation with Richard Cutshaw. Richard Cutshaw spent his childhood in the quiet town of Parsons, Kansas, in a house that was rumored to be haunted. Growing up in this tiny town in the middle of the country was anything but peaceful, despite the fact that it should have been. It was inevitable that he would spend his childhood surrounded by strange occurrences such as seeing apparitions, hearing voices, encountering doppelgangers, and possibly even demonic beings that could only be described as horrifying. This would ignite a fascination with the supernatural that would last a lifetime. The Grave Talks, this is his account. Today on The Grave Talks, we hear his account of what happened. You know, it really, I think it did stem from my experiences in the house. You know, um, we moved in when I was about, um, I would say, you know, around six, maybe. Um, And I, you know, um, that's when I first, and I didn't know what to really think of it at first. You're just a kid. So you just sort of have like almost like a physiological reaction to things. Like, you know, where your hair stands up. Or I remember when we first um, came into the house, uh, the very first memory I have of, you know, it was this dark uh, older house built, you know, I think it was updated in the fifties, but I think originally it was, you know, maybe thirties or something, mm-hmm. but, um, and then another, you know, I get that point of the story later, but another thing we learned was that it actually was built on a foundation over a fa- another foundation. So there used to be a house there before. So who knows how long, you know, it'd been there, but it was just kind of dark foreboding, had a lot of, uh, wood, you know, built-ins, but dark panel, so the house, you know, it was two-story, and it really, you know, it was kind of freaky. It had those, um, and of course, I didn't know what the story was at the time, but it had, it had uh, those windows, like, at the front of it, like the Amityville Horror kind of, where they almost look like two eyes at the front, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, um, you know, when we got there, um, I remember, you know, my brother and I were pretty excited to go up, and because um, uh, you want to see your new house, and everyone's talking about it and stuff, and, it, you know, uh, we went up to the house and um, went into it, and we tried to get in our room and tried to see what we were, we were going to be sleeping. And there was an inbuilt, I remember, an, a built-in toy box, and that was pretty cool, you know, for us as kids. And um, but then I remember I left something, you know. I remember I remember going upstairs and feeling like uh, there were all these people watching me, mm-hmm. that we weren't alone, that there were people around. And I was a kid, so you don't know what to really think about it. Um, you just think, oh, it's scary, you know, what, what's happening? Sure. And um, and you just kind of have this reaction, you know? So uh, so I left something upstairs. We came downstairs. We kind of hightailed it downstairs. <laughs> and I remember, you know, telling my dad I'd left this, you know, had a favorite stuffed toys to carry around. And uh, I said, oh, I left that. He said, where's that at? And I said, it's upstairs. And I, he said, well, go back up and get it. And I said, no, 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 no. There are people up there watching us. You know, there's people up there watching me. And he said, oh, what are you talking about? You know, and just typical yeah. how parents handle things. <laughs> sure, dismissive. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So so those experiences, I think, you know, that was the, being in that house was what sort of 
galvanized me, like thinking about the paranormal and stuff. And I, you know, and then in high school and middle school, I started kind of reading about it at the time. And there wasn't that much material available at the time. You know, it wasn't like now what it is. Mm-hmm. But there, there were people like, you know, um, uh, oh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Daniel Cohen was an author, author that had a lot of things about some haunted or monsters, kind of paranormal stuff. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Arbach, mm-hmm. you know. Just these kind of, you know, I, uh, yeah. I used to read about um, Harry Price, you know, and people like that. So it's yeah. just, just a fascinating, you know, you just wonder what it is because it's so defying to everything you sort of know mm-hmm. that you're, it's very scary, you know. Sure, sure. You, you had this experience and your dad kind of dismissed it. How did it go on from there? Well, you know, the whole family eventually started having experiences. Mm-hmm. Um but at first, you know, it was always one of the things, you know, about it. I mean, you kind of have these typical sort of experiences you hear about with haunted areas. One feeling was, again, like, you know, that you were always kind of people were around. Somebody else was there. They were watching you. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, um, when you were alone in the house uh, later on, you know, I was left alone as a kid. You would feel, I mean, I think I think there were several spirits in the house. So you would sort of feel somebody or, or a group. You know, a couple come downstairs mm-hmm. and sort of because they seem to all most of them seem to be upstairs that they seem to stay up there but um but there would be time you would almost feel like the presence you almost feel the energy come down in the house and just to come down to either greet you or you know um sometimes it felt malevolent sometimes it felt um almost uh kind of like a playing a joke on you Sometimes it felt, uh, you know, sometimes it felt just like they were there just observing, you know, but um, but you felt like this real presence. And so that was one thing that everyone always felt in the house. And um, another thing, um, you know, and every, all the family members, just a creepy feeling, you know. And then another uh, thing were cold spots, you know, used to hear, you'd hear uh, people um, talking, kind of like a murmur. It sounded almost like somebody was underwater, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um then you'd investigate and you'd be in one round. Uh, you'd also hear uh, uh, people um, uh, like upstairs, particularly upstairs. It wasn't always centered upstairs, but um, in in the room that my brother and I, when we first moved in the house, we shared. It was the most active, probably, and used to hear uh, someone walking or closing the door. One time I heard, uh, <laughs> one time I heard, um, you know, I had some weights upstairs, and this was in my room, which is an adjoining room. It wasn't uh, the room that I was previously talking about, but I had, a, you know, as a teenager, you lift weights, you know, uh, sure. trying to lift weights, had a little weight set. And I heard, I heard the, somebody pick up the, and my, and my family was, we were all there. You could hear someone picking up the, like the barbells and just dropping them like boom, you know, on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy, you know, I mean, you're talking maybe a hundred, you know, 80 pounds. I was trying to bench, you know, so it was like a lot. Sure. You know? And, um, uh, that type, that type of thing. Um, and then, um, you want me just to go into some, just particular yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, stories I, from different, or just my stories sure. and family members. Okay. I want to hear both. I mean, let, let's just kind of work sure. it like so that, as we're talking as about a, as, a, as it progressed. Okay, sure. So I think as it progressed, I think it's sort of, like I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know a lot of people associate stuff like um, paranormal stuff 
uh, if you have some people, oh, this is evil, this is good, this is, you know, the devil or something like that. I mean, I, that, you know, some of the things, I mean, I still, like you said, it still sort of triggers you where you think, <clears throat> what is this? Like, what happened? Like, what's <laughs> sure. kind of, kind of what, what, what does that mean towards sure. us as human beings, you know? Yeah. Like what, what, ha- you know, where, where is this real? Mm-hmm. And, um, but, um, so I remember, uh, so particularly, um, Closer when I was around, well, when I was still around, probably about six or seven, um, maybe eight, uh, somewhere around that range. Um, I remember one thing that was uh, one particularly uh, kind of scarier moment. And that's what I mean. Sometimes it was scary. Sometimes it was kind of just weird. Sometimes it was just strange. But but there were times when it just felt like it was malevolent or something, like it wanted to try to frighten you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I remember um, my brother and I, we shared this room, so... We uh, would, uh, we had a kind of those big brass kind of big poster bed kind of these things. I think that's what they used to call them. Sure. And um, kind of high up, you know, for a kid, kind of high up. And, you know, um, so I used to, so I remember um, one one particular instance. I was, um, uh, I woke up and I saw like these, and this, I think this happened twice. I saw like these um, sort of things. I saw this one thing at the foot of the bed, like that classic story you hear, the thing at the foot of the bed. (laughs) But it was like a, it looked like an imp-like creature almost. I mean, I couldn't, like the only way I can describe it, it kind of almost had like a, like almost like you could sort of see something protruding from its head. You could see its two eyes. And at first I had the outline of like, I thought it was, it's the cat. Yeah. You know, the cat's staring at me. And, but it, but you know, then you realize the cat can't, you know, the cat's not three or three and a half feet tall or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so the, so it just sat there kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of, blink, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't remember it blinking or anything, just kind of looking at me. And, um, I, I was really, you know, super frightened. And, and of course I, after a while, I mustered up the courage that I could put the covers over my head, you know, and try to wait for it to leave. Mm-hmm. And it, it must have, you know, I don't, I'd say it happened twice. It must have happened two or three times, but it, but it was enough times that I started actually sleeping. Um, a BB gun, my BB gun when I was a kid. Sure. <laughs> Gotta have something. And, uh, but you know, I, that, that ended after, yeah, that ended after my mom found it. But, but, um, and then, um, but I used to also put a ring of these toys around my bed as some sort of protection. You know, I had like, um, uh, it sounds ridiculous, but I had these Shogun warriors and stuff that used to make these big kind of robotic kind of warrior things. And um, I used to uh, put those around on my bed and just circle my bed with toys to think like, well, this will keep them away. You know? Sure, sure. And um, so that was one, that was one of the, yeah, that was one of the uh, scarier things. And I'm, I'm in, you know, um, I've actually, I'm an artist, so I've actually made some representations of some of that stuff, some prints of, thing, of things that happen. But um so, and then my brother, you know, he had an incident that, and some of the stuff that my brother and I should experience, like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Let's, I want to talk and kind of unpack that uh, before we go to your brother's incident, because I got a, some oh, questions sure. about that. Um, let's, let's dive into that. So th- this, this thing in your room, it, it looks, you, know, you thought it was the cat at first, so then you describe it as kind of an imp-like creature. I mean, what is going through your mind? What had you experienced prior to this to give you any sort of reference point, if anything at all, as to what you're seeing? Well, I didn't really, 
you know, the only thing I can, you know, is sort of the representations of the devil or something like that, you know. And that's what I mean. I don't want to ascribe to it necessarily this is it was the evil or sure. I don't know. But but, I, yeah. but as I've gotten older and kind of done more research, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I mean, if you have those, uh, you know, even if it wasn't something malevolent, whatever it was, it, it was representing itself in kind of a scary way to you. Add more. I mean, it goes into. I felt like it was like an impish like creature, what people would sort of feel like an imp. And I've read of haunted places kind of having these creatures, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if that was the the spirit, whatever it was, you know. I mean, I don't want to say it was demonic necessarily, but I don't know. Whatever this thing was, I don't know if that was trying to sort of throw something at me to say, hey, you know, this I'm going to scare you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> or what that was. But, um, but um, oh, I'm sorry, did you have... No, go, can, can Did you have something on. else to add? Go ahead. No, go yeah. ahead. Continue on. So you were also saying oh, okay. that you had experiences, uh, sure. you had that one yourself, and then your brother uh, came into having one, or you had one oh, together. Oh, yeah. Around, yeah, around, my brother was two years younger than me, so around around the same, and you always think the spirit sort of, it's very easy for them to target kids, because I think kids, for one thing, they're much more tuned to the world, you know, and the environment, and because you're smaller, and you just, you know, and you just don't have as much sort of in your head in a way about thinking about stuff. And I think that you're sort of, I guess they, there's that saying you're closer to the veil in a way. Sure. And you you sort of, I think it's easier for kids. And I, I think, you know, my, my brother, so I'm not a natural, my, my biology is my, um, uh, you know, my brother is actually from my, I, my um, I'm trying to think I'd say it, like biologically, mm-hmm. I, my, I had a different father than my my brother. Okay. So my brother, his family seems to have like a lot of psychic, um, you know, uh, phenomena in their family, history of it and seeing things and hearing things. So I think he was actually even more attuned to it than I might have been, but we didn't share a lot of stories till later on, which was kind of strange. <laughs> sure. Even though we shared a bed, you know. Yeah. He would tell me. So, so the story I was saying about him is that he... um. He uh, uh, he woke up in the middle of the night, same uh, kind of thing. But he saw the wall on fire. It looked like the room was on fire, and so he started freaking out at first, and they just faded away. And then, um, so he recalled that to me, which is very interesting because later on we would actually see, um, we would actually find like these. So the house was actually built on another uh, foundation. It was an old railroad town, and this is in Kansas, which. Hope you enjoyed this 15-minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of The Grave Talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.